can't tell for we, we are. Oh, we are? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I see the, the clock and it's not even moving. Yeah, the clock. Uh, but no, nah, we're live. Okay. All right. We should keep this. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> well, I'll cut this out in the audio version. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we can't have a lot of dead air. I understand. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah. Uh. Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime <laughs> Podcast. I, I, I needed I needed a pause. I needed a pause so I can transition into the intro. Just give me the pause. The pause. Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode three eighteen, and it is Tuesday, April fourth, twenty twenty three. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. Uh, we are back in the Codex Prime Studios. Uh, we are expecting a guest. Uh, so for those of you watching uh, us on Facebook Live, we that's where we have the guest camera uh, uh, position, so uh, showing the whole table. So uh, as we wait for our guest to arrive, um, we will be talking about WrestleMania weekend. Uh, WrestleMania 39 is in the books, for better or worse. Um, I have some thoughts uh, that I put to paper that I will share uh, later on in this episode. Um, yeah, man, uh, as we're here, we just want to give a quick shout out to uh, our listeners and our viewers. Uh, for those of us, for those of you who uh, follow our show uh, and, and you know continue to support us and root for us and uh, just check out our episodes every week, we appreciate you. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your enthusiasm uh, and your listenership, your viewership. So thank you very much, uh, as always, for you know helping us keep the train going. Uh, you know, uh, we do this for free. It's fun. And, uh, you know, we keep it fun for y'all. So, yeah. So, yeah, as Carla's sharing the episode, you know, um, so like I said, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 39. Our thoughts about uh, the matches that went down, uh, some of the fallout uh, from some of the, uh, uh, from what we what was transpired at the end of WrestleMania 39, as well as Raw After Mania which, uh, for my money, is the worst Raw After Mania episode I have ever seen. And it was boring. It was a complete waste of my time. And, you know, uh, I was actually uh, spending uh, time earlier in, in, in uh, yesterday uh, afternoon putting together a shelf, you know, for, you know, for my movies. And I had a lot more fun and engagement putting together that shelf than watching any than watching uh the two hours two and a half hours of raw after mania i just turned it off after a while because i knew i was like wow this 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 is this is complete trash so so yeah and, and there's also uh, some some big wrestling news as well on the business end which i have some thoughts on as well uh so yeah, you know, here here we are. You know, we, we you know how we do. Uh, goodness, nerd, goodness, and magic every week, and a bit of wrestling as we will be touching on that uh, in the here and now. Uh, as Carl is sharing the episode, um, I'll talk a bit about bit about what I've been up to. Um, still, still watching, still getting back into watching some movies. It's been a while. I've been you know kind of busy with some with some life stuff, but uh, I managed to finally watch. Uh, an excellent and amazing action film 
uh, John Wick, Chapter 4, starring Keanu Reeves. Well, I already knew that didn't disappoint. Oh, no. It was uh, two hours and 50 minutes of pure adrenaline. Like, the, 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 the movie had some video third-person shooter video game violence that was ridiculous, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second. I loved the ending. I, I, I was I had I hadn't had this much fun with an action movie uh, since Mad Max Fury Road. Like it was just total carnage from start to finish. The the choreographed gun fu. Uh, the first three John Wick movies came out before after Mad Max Fury oh, Road, and you didn't have that much fun. Oh, I had a lot of fun with those movies for sure. But this movie, oh man, it takes the biscuit. It, it, it like the the great cinematography, which reminded me a lot of uh, Punisher Warzone. And, yeah, and that like a lot of lot of like strong use of like primary colors. It kind of had that comic book look to it in terms of like some of the lighting, some of the shots that were put together, use of color. Um, Scott Adkins in a fat suit doing some serious kung fu work. He play, he plays he plays a a German mob boss with some gold fronts. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that was amazing to see. Donnie Yen as Kane. Ooh, interesting character. First of all, Donnie Yen alone. Oh yeah. Donnie Yen's probably like this generation's like modern day, like the closest we're gonna get to like a Jackie Chan. For sure. Um, you know, a, a Jackie Chan is still active. You know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, Donnie Yen was fantastic as his character Kane, uh, the blind gunman. Very interesting story uh, there. Wasn't he blind in uh, Rogue One? Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, that's right, he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this this movie, John Wick Chapter 4, man, what what can be said about it? If, if you like the first three, watch this one. I really appreciated the ending. I, I will say that much. Keanu Reeves is a global icon and a national treasure. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, he has to be protected at all costs. John Wick versus Frank Castle, character for character. Ooh. Now, it depends on what Frank Castle you're talking about. If you're talking about, like, Ray Stevens, Ray Stevenson's Punisher, you can go head up. But I, I'm going to have to give it to John Wick. Because John Wick... John Wick is, he's like a video game protagonist in that he survives some of the most improbable shit. Like there's there's a there's an action scene in in Chapter Four where there where there's a, a gunfight at the Arc de Triomphe in mm-hmm. France. So like a bunch of cars just on that on that lethal roundabout. So they're having a gunfight while trying to avoid cars, and John Wick's getting hit a few times by said cars, and he's still getting up, like he's Mick Foley or Daredevil. <laughs> But it's but Frank Castle has that same high uh, tolerance for pain as well. Yeah, maybe they'll fight to a stalemate. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of like the closest thing to uh, what do you call it, Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, but yeah, man. Like, I, I'm definitely gonna get this the 4K Steelbook when it drops because I have the first three, so you might as well just keep it going. Yes, yes. This this movie is everything, man. It's 
I, I loved it, man. I, I sat, I went to the Warwick Showcase Cinema, the one on Quaker Lane. Okay. Oh, God. You had the reclining with the, seats. With the reclining seats. You took a drive then. <laughs> oh, it's nothing. It's like 20 minutes from Providence. Where you live now? Oh, no. Well, I didn't drive all the way from there, but I was, yeah. in, I was in Providence this past weekend. So oh, okay. I was just like, you know, I'll, I'll just take a drive to, to Warwick, you know, because, you know, once you have reclining seats. You can't go back. No, those those regular box standard theater seats they don't do it for me, brother. Um, I mean, I can handle it. I like I can go back and forth. I'm just that's just I'm humble. So I, as long as I'm watching the movie, I'm happy. But like, it, them just them, them things are a bonus. Oh yeah. Half the time, I'm I prefer to sit in the regular seats because I get too comfortable and I fall asleep. I don't want to spend that much money on a movie just mm. to take a nap. Yeah, that's true. But you know, it's a it's a it's a relaxing time. It's like I got, I'm on the recliner, got my feet kicked up. I'm watching John Wick uh, do what he does best. Uh, it's mwah, magnifique. Good thing they ain't got seat warmers. <laughs> Oof, man. The we we would be spoiled as an audience if we had seat warmers. We're spoiled now. I mean, yeah, with reclining seats. Yeah, we we are spoiled now. Reclining seats, and you can shoot. You can have your your choice of popcorn. This time, there's cheddar popcorn, there's caramel popcorn, there's even Oreo popcorn. Weirdly enough, that everybody's so creative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I can, maybe I can see if I can oh, order God. the cheddar and the caramel popcorn and just combine it together. Ooh. No. Yes. Yes. Mm. Oh, and speaking of which. Trader Joe's, bring it back. I miss it. We had, we decided to do our picks challenge. Yes. And let me see. I, may I please borrow a piece of paper in, a, in your pen? Uh, sure. Um, I just got to make sure I tally everything right. Yeah, here you go. Right. See how many picks we got. I, I probably lost, but I honestly think it was a tie. Mm. Okay, so you got. All right, I'll be out there in one second. You got one. All right. Two, so, so Carl is tallying. Three. Carl is tallying our WrestleMania picks. So uh, we did make a wager. Uh, so if Four. I lost, if I lost this wager. Um, I would re- I would watch and review a Tubi movie for the podcast. And Carl, what was uh what was your wager if okay. you lost? Uh, I would eat a slice of Hawaiian pizza. Ah, and eat it on the show. I on the show and wash it down with a white claw. Oh well, that's a win, minus the white claw. I will freaking stab you with this pen. <laughs> Oh, minus the white claw, of course. But, yeah. you know. One, two, three. Oh, shit. Four. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Five. Could it be? Six. Seven. Eight. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and our guest is outside. All right. So, looks like I lost the bet. So, I'm going to have to review a Tubi movie uh, for this here podcast, which is fine. It's fine. It's whatever. 
at least Tubi is free, so I don't have to like sign up for a membership or include a login. I'll just download the app and watch the cinematic goodness, air quotes, uh, 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 that is a Tubi movie. I don't know. It remains to be seen how soon I will watch a Tubi movie. It'll probably take a while. Probably take a maybe a year or so. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? Vic? Oh, How okay. You Long time no see. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, party people uh, joining us live in the Codex Prime Studios. We have Rhode Island State Representative for District 7 and the reigning, defending, undisputed Renegade Wrestling Alliance hype champion, David Morales. Welcome, sir. Well summarized. Very well summarized. That's me, by yes. the way. I'm getting RWA that belt. hype champion. I'm going to get that belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, gonna seriously, Carl, Vic, thank you both again for the invitation. I'm excited to be back here. Mm. I remember last time I was here, things got rather physical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Given that we have no kayfabe nemesis around, mm-hmm. I think I'll be able to maintain myself. All right. All right. Well, well, uh, well, champ. Uh, Good for you, sir. Thank you guys. Oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I cannot wait to wear this. Rock it. Whether it's at the gym, whether it's at the state house, whether it's in the ring. If you Mm -hmm. wear that at the state house, I swear. (laughs) Codex Prime t shirt. We'll make it happen. Oh, make it happen. We'll make it happen. All right. So yeah, how's how's life been, man? How are things? It's been busy, relatively so, because we are at the peak season within the legislature as it relates to committee hearings. So I just got out of the House Judiciary Committee because I have a bill to prevent local law enforcement officers from accessing autonomous artificial intelligence that are armed with weapons. Mm. I know, right? That sounds dystopian. That is an actual thing. thing. That is an actual thing that's happening across militaries worldwide in addition to the United States. And we're starting to see local law enforcement agencies across the country who are piloting programs where they are using AI robots. And discussions have started about arming those AI robots as well. So it's a proactive bill. It's an unfortunate one that I have to put in every year, but it's the third year I'm defending it. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, back to your question, Vic, I mean, it's a busy time in between the committee hearings. Mm-hmm. We're going to get started with the state budget going into the month of June. So it's a lot of floor debates, a lot of committee debates and discussions. Yep. And outside of that, I'm very pleased to now be the reigning defending undisputed RWA hype champion, which I tell people stands for honor your people everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I do. So I had the pleasure and the privilege to make my debut at this point eight days ago mm-hmm. i fought the mighty Bosch, who was a 20-year veteran across the local independent wrestling scene mm-hmm. and i pinned him with some assistance but mm-hmm. you know that's like similar to our tribal chief roman reigns right so <laughs> think about it but before we dig it onto you i got i got to celebrate for a little bit because i thought this was going to be a tie I thought this was going to be a tie, but we did our picks battle. All right. And I came off victorious. Vic with six wins, me with eight. Yep. So In terms of Victor, predictions? Yes. Oh. So Victor will have to watch a Tubi movie and review it. Yeah. that's I'm so thrilled. Oh, we can't wait. We can't wait. Should I pick it for you? 
No, I'll, I'll, I'll find one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to pick it because you ain't slick. What? Tubi has real movies and you will pick one. Oh, no, I'm not going to pick those. I'll pick the janky Tubi movies that it's known for. You, know? you need to. Okay. It's, it's, are you sure? You pot, Listen, you can't back down now. No, I'll pick one. Don't worry. You know what we got to do? It's documented, so you know what we. You know what that means. Mega powers handshake. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mega powers. The electricity in the air. <laughs> it's official. It's yes. official. It's yeah. official. <laughs> I am the. It witness. ain't official until you do the mega powers. Everyone is a witness. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's going down. <laughs> oh my God! I can't wait for you to choose one. Oh yeah. There's like two that B Rob's in. There was one that I told you about. Mm-hmm. With the wind knocking out the guy, mm-hmm. and the oh, girl's yeah. just like standing there for like two seconds, and oh my god, why are you doing this? Mm. Yeah, a lot, lot of cinematic treasures there. For oh sure. my god, have but you, you ever watched a Tubi movie? You have a strong appetite, Vic, so I know yeah. you'll be able to yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> get right. through it and have a review. Have you watched the I have not. Oh, you <laughs> I have not. Sounds like a nightmare. Watch it, and you will like it for the wrong reasons. I promise you that. <laughs> one of your guilty pleasures then i imagine sometimes we we do just for like i like a couple weeks ago i had um had my friends over and we just like we was just like yo let's throw on a movie or something i was like you know what i'm gonna throw on a two movie so we threw on one called the psychic and we had a blast just roasting this movie Oh, so it's for the cringe. There's actually one. Oh, there yeah. was actually one shot in Providence, and I can honestly say, out of oh. the three that I saw, that is actually the best one. All right. So, what Providence landmarks appear? The State House, obviously, downtown Providence, um, some areas in Pawtucket, uh, Blackstone Boulevard. Um, yeah, the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, the I South Side. The, the South Side too. Believe it. Oh, or not. nice. Hope yeah. they showed Broad Street some love. I don't quite remember Broad Street, but I know there's a lot of like South Side. Ah, right, there we go. Mm-hmm. Got some. Yeah, you don't see Black Broad Street and shit. Everyone think, dude, you. I think no, because in Dumb and Dumber, it's like they're trapped. They're, all you see is like the outsides of one scene in Central Falls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's predominantly downtown for the most part. We're at the beginning with the dog. Yeah, but yeah. then they're freaking. If they're leaving to go to Aspen, you would have to go to Road 95 South. Mm. They show them. Going down 95 South, but then they show him going up 146. Hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you're going the complete wrong way. Oh, huh. Hence, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're here to talk uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, yes. WrestleMania 39, the fallout, uh, our thoughts about the matches, the results, Raw after Mania, um, some. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, David's face says it all. Um, our thoughts about some of the major news with uh, Endeavor's acquisition of WWE uh, and uh, the return of a certain uh, mustached uh, creep back in creative. He's not talking about me, is he? No. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if last night's uh, Raw show was any indication, yeah, we know who's really, really the head of creative, so... Uh, dark times ahead for World Wrestling Entertainment and wrestling as a whole, but uh, we'll 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 get it, we'll get into all of that. Um, sh- I still have faith. For the record, I still have faith. We'll hold our breath. I know we're gonna get to it, but I'm maintaining some hope. Okay. So, 
But I do, I do want to say, I do want to give a big shout outs to uh, Jeff Shabo. I call him Shabby, but and everybody at Moonshine Alley uh, that came out this past uh, Sunday for night two of WrestleMania, and man, we had a blast. Absolutely. So, just for context, it has been nearly a decade since the any restaurant and or bar across the city of Providence, not including Dave and Buster's, has actually hosted a watch party for a WrestleMania event. Mm. So the fact that Moonshine Alley went above and beyond to not just screen WrestleMania 39 Night 2, but they also brought in a special guest, being myself and I think Maven. Yes. Well, right? Maven was also there. You knew. But <laughs> you gave the man a citation. <laughs> I did give him an honorary citation, which That's he awesome, definitely man. deserved, and as did the team at Moonshine Alley. So, yeah, a lot of love for Jeff. I'm glad he was able to organize it. Most importantly, I hope that sets a norm for us to see more future wrestling events within our restaurants, within our local bars. Yes, because, like we said, everybody, like people just came through, just showed up, and they showed out. Absolutely. They they absolutely did. Got to meet some, like, interesting people. Um, One of them who happened to be WWE Hall of Famer, the late Tim White's nephew. Mm-hmm. Who was there and I had an awesome conversation with him who now owns the friendly tap. Nice. Okay. So and he offered me he offered me an invitation and drinks were on him. And we all know how I can do. So Well, not to mention we also had a lot of families there. Yeah. Well. Wow. And I think that is really the purpose of what we're trying to achieve, like taking professional wrestling and the idea of being able to watch WWE, AEW as normal as it is to watch monday night football a college basketball game i would love to see the day where we can just walk in again to a bar to a restaurant on a monday night and same way they're playing football they have screens playing monday night raw or on a friday night you see smackdown there yeah Yeah. but it doesn't happen unless someone sets the trend and the precedent i think moonshine alley did a great job this weekend displaying that absolutely and and maven was just an awesome guest to have too like it was just fun talk it was fun uh being on stage and uh talking to him unfortunately but my uh footage didn't come out the way i hoped it did so well there are multiple people recording so i'm sure you'll find a decent angle oh hope so But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to learn a lot from him, and he was just—he was so down to earth. Like you would have, and boy, did he spill us. He tea. showed us an unreleased photo of him, Stacy Keebler, and Randy Orton. Yes, so, <laughs> just shows you one of those moments where you had to be there in order yeah. to experience. Oh, he spilled—he spilled some tea. Yeah, stuff I won't—I can't say on the air, mm-hmm. but he spilled some tea. I got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Big ups to you know Moonshine Alley, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see more events like that uh, in Rhode Island in the future. And uh, yeah, uh, without further ado, uh, we'll get into. Shall we get into the proceedings? Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. and um, and I will say, um, unlike uh, unlike uh, uh, WWE, we will not string our audience along. We will not keep you waiting. We want to start with. Uh, we want to get this out of the way. We want to get our thoughts about our, the main event, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, out of the way. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. I had to put I had to put them down to paper. So, gentlemen, if you will grant me five uninterrupted minutes, I want to get these thoughts out of, out of uh, in the, out of the ether, you know, because you know after watching what transpired this past Sunday, I have some thoughts, and uh, yeah. Yeah, 
It's Should we cue the music? <laughs> Uh, if there is music to cue, but um, what, what kind of is, we have access to YouTube? Well, I mean, look, we won't we won't get hit with a copyright. Yeah. Sierra, Hotel, <laughs> India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Shield. There you go. That's your cue. <laughs> All right. So, um, so here are my thoughts about this uh, Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns result and the fallout. I want to ask you all here in the studio and those listening and watching a question. What constitutes good storytelling? Is it good pacing? Is it three-dimensional characters? Sure. But most of all, good storytelling is knowing when and how to end a story. The main event of WrestleMania 39 was the when the how was having Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, the grandson of a plumber, the co-founder of All Elite Wrestling, to triumph over Roman Reigns and topple the bloodline to become the new undisputed WWE Universal Champion. But we didn't get that, did we? No. Instead, we had the Tribal Chief cheat his way to victory yet again to become the first ever heel to retain the top titles in three consecutive WrestleManias. Three. Now, when I saw the table head win at WrestleMania, I initially compared the ending of this match to the ending of Game of Thrones, but a more appropriate comparison would be the TV show The Walking Dead. Now, much like The Walking Dead, we have a story with an overbearing villain that has been told for way too long, to the point where if by the time the ending does finally arrive, nearly everyone would be past the point of remotely giving a damn. See, Romy Rome has been Universal Champion for 947 days as of this recording, since August 30th, 2020, in the height of the pandemic Thunderdome era. He's also held the WWE Championship since last year's WrestleMania, and he's gone through so many names, count them, he's gone through Rhodes, Zayn, McIntyre, Jey Uso, Danielson, Cesaro, Owens, Edge, Lesnar, Rogers, Stark, Parker, Banner, etc., etc., etc. That right. There was, there was no better time to take the title off of Roman than WrestleMania 39. So what exact, what exact purpose does it serve to keep both titles on him? Who, by the way, is a borderline part timer anyway. I mean, some arbitrary milestone of Roman Reigns holding the championship for a thousand days, a la Bruno San Martino. Is it to heat up Jay Uso once again so he can finally stand up for himself? Well, that story's been told. And quite frankly, you know, there's no good reason to believe in Jay Uso anyway, because his time's come and gone. Is it Cody so he can repeat and maybe hopefully finish the story at, at SummerSlam or God forbid WrestleMania 40 next year? Is it The Rock? Because he desperately needs a title. I mean, never mind building up, you know, your full time roster superstars. Or is it Omos? Which I believe would be hilarious as hell, by the way. But um, I mean, hashtag Homo Sapiens. But um, <laughs> man of culture, right there, man of culture. Yes, I, yes. I had to interrupt for that. Yes. That was good. <laughs> now, Roman keeping the belts, right? It's an example of why subverting expectations for the sake of doing so not only prolongs the story past its sell-by date, but actively disrespects your audience's time. When a story is told well, having a predictable outcome is not at all a bad thing. I'm going to say that again. 
when a story is told well, having a predictable outcome is not a bad thing. One more time for the Holy Ghost. I said, when a story is told well to the letter, having a predictable outcome is not a bad thing. Pro wrestling, comics exemplify this principle. So the point is, knowing when to end a story is the mark of good storytelling. Plus, it rewards your audience for their emotional and time investment. It it provides a catharsis for all of the twists and turns and the drama that a good narrative provides. Now, Avengers Endgame, that's an example we can appreciate. You know, we had 22 films that led to the, to the defeat of Thanos. We had films, you know, full of compelling character development, steadily placed pop, plot beats, and a thrilling conclusion that achieved and fulfilled the promise of what the Infinity Saga set out to do. But Roman Reigns winning at WrestleMania 39, that's like Thanos destroying the second half of Earth's, Earth's Mightiest Avengers. And then having Disney Marvel promise, hey, guess what? We're going to make 11 more movies with Thanos as the main villain. And we're going to promise Pinky Swear that we'll resolve his storyline in the 33rd movie. Even then, maybe cards something to change. And you know what? You don't even have to look, look outside of pro wrestling to see what happens when a story overstays its welcome. Remember the NWO? The Authority? The Anonymous Roar General Manager? Those are just a few examples. See, we are being strung along to continue following a story that has run its course. Roman Reigns and Bloodline is The Walking Dead, a zombie of a story that's shambling to nowhere because we don't need to sit through potentially a fourth year of Bloodline interference, more bloviating from Paul Heyman, more fingers in the air, more constipated staring and grimacing from Solo Sokoa, none of that. So in conclusion, As Cody Rhodes said in the build-up to WrestleMania 39, finish the story. Well, I will say this. If you take too long to finish a story, the audience will be finished with it. And with that, I yield my time. Thank you. And with that, that was very well written. I will say (laughs) that. Very well written. I I really want to. Is there. You know what? That was a work of art. That that was. Hold on to that. We may need to. Thank you. But it goes back to the idea. And the basic principle that predictability is not always a bad thing. Yes. And the swerve for the sake of a swerve is also not sustainable in the long run. Mm. Hence, the later days of WCW. Hence, Vince Russo. Not to make that comparison in this case. Bro! <laughs> when, again, we are looking at a tale that has been told for 940 days plus. Just for the purpose of being a miscellaneous number that will be long and forgotten in the record books for years to come versus a WrestleMania moment, a true WrestleMania moment. Mm -hmm. I just can't justify it, especially with the way it ended. I think that to me was the part that was most, most bothersome that we had the culmination of what is essentially right. The quote unquote, like season finale for world wrestling entertainment being the WrestleMania main event and with a dirty finish. Mm -hmm. If Roman was going to beat Cody, I think he should have been able to do it clean. well after Solo was kicked out of ringside. Yeah. And should have just pinned him cleanly. If you are going to commit with having Roman hit a thousand days and you want to still prolong the story that Cody will get another opportunity, have Cody lose cleanly. Yeah. But for me, it was more than anything else, salt to the wound, insult to injury. 
to have Cody lose in the fashion that he did because it was literal spike mm. followed by a spear. You would think you were watching an episode of SmackDown. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that like it took just one spear really to to put him away was 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 quite was quite insulting. I could just want he speared him in the early a little earlier in the match, but maybe maybe possibly. You know. It doesn't matter. But compared to Brock, matter. compared to Brock Lesnar, though, right? Yeah. Brock Lesnar, you're looking at what potentially five spears. Yep. And then in this case for Cody, I feel like it was almost a direct insult to Cody's like sacrifice. To be quite honest, right? Making the transition from AEW to WWE, getting injured, prevailing through that injury, right? Mm-hmm. Making the return that has generated pop after pop. And not to mention the amount of merchandise he has moved, even though I'm not a fan of the logo, to be fully transparent. But the matter of the fact is, he is moving merchandise. Yeah, Mm -hmm. He is inspiring audiences, specifically younger (coughs) children, the younger demographic, which has really been a hole within the merchandise draw since John Cena went part-time. Yeah. So the fact that they were served on a golden platter, someone who can help transition the company, I think that, again, is a situation that was fumbled. But if I may... I truly believe that one of the main reasons Roman retained is because of this new Endeavor acquisition, which I know we will get into in further detail, but I am convinced that Endeavor wanted a quote-unquote proven draw to be the face of World Wrestling Entertainment as they entered the agreement, and that is Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I think the story that was told last night with Brock's, uh, with Brock's heel turn... I think because of their because of their uh, the rivalry between Lesnar and Roman, it's like it's like Lesnar just telling the story. If anybody is going to take that title off of him, it's gonna be me. Mm-hmm. Do we necessarily need that? Not a no. No, no. I de- I definitely disagree with the finish. I think it was just. Yeah, I think it was just something like I already had like my ideas of stories I've heard, you know, on various social media outlets what people have proposed for uh different stories and I thought it would have been I thought it would have been just perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was still like keep Roman in the whole tribal chief gimmick that is still it is still working. To a sense, you know, to to a sense, you know, it's still marketable. You hear the song, people's, you know, fingers are in the air. Bloodline merchandise is still moving, but I think what it would have done, what they should have done, was at least okay. If Cody wins, Roman disappears. Roman goes away, and the bloodline collapses. Over time, yep. Roman comes back, same attitude, but babyface reactions, picking up the pieces, mm-hmm. and then giving some time because we need we're gonna need to miss Roman for a little while. Yeah, you know sometimes when it gets too, you, when things are just too hot, it could burn, and you don't want to do you don't want them to do that. So it's like I think he should have lost and Roman should have went away. Give us a chance to miss him 
let Cody do his thing, give other people, you know, chances to, you know, have the title or whatever, whatever you want to do, you know, tells, you know, tell different stories and boom, Roman comes back with a blaze of glory. Everybody's going to have their ones in the air. Mm. A completely missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and plus, and plus two, having Cody, having Cody lose at WrestleMania, like he's still, he's still popular. He's still getting a strong reaction for now. But, you know, as we've seen in, 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 in the past in WWE, like WWE has this way, especially under, under Vince, they have a they have a way of failing to strike when the iron is hot yep. half the exactly. time. Exactly. And and by the time Cody even if Cody does become champion down the line, it'll just be like a, a much more muted reaction. Like yeah. does he become champion at SummerSlam or like another random pay per view? It's like, oh that's cool, but it's not the same. Exactly. You know, we don't get that cathartic release. It's just like, oh cool, he's he's a champion now. That's that's great. There Fine. is a reason why WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And only happens once a year. Yeah. Whereas, again, the other big four pay-per-views do not spark the same level of energy, do not fill up an arena of 80,000 people plus. Mm-hmm. And I think the worst case scenario, to be quite honest, is Cody winning in Saudi Arabia, which <sighs> I would not put it past them at all to do that. Yeah, I, that that would be such that would be such an un- unsurprising move. I could see that happening. And 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 also too, like um, if if they had Cody win and then you can have cha- you can have Brock challenge him for the titles and that could be like his first major obstacle like can he beat the beast you know that could be a story right there and then you could have uh Roman you know having to having to come to terms with you know losing the belts and then having having to deal with his cousins finally maybe finally uh being free from his from his grasp, maybe there could be a storyline where Solo Sokoa is caught in the middle because he's he's new, and Roman still is still keeping him close, and you can have like a a, a fight between Roman and his cousins right there. There's and I think so you hit the nail there. on the head, right, Vic? Is the idea of being able to continue the ongoing storyline within the With bloodline the does not need the championship. Yeah, it does not require the championship. Whereas a feud between Cody and Brock Lesnar, to be quite honest, feels like busy work. Yeah. It feels like an ongoing feud that will be used for the purpose of killing time mm-hmm. between now and when Cody gets another opportunity for the world championship. Yeah. That's a feud that would benefit heavily from having the championship. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Roman, we are still going to see conflict within the bloodline. Yeah. That is going to be an ongoing theme for the next several months. At the same time, the question is also going to be asked as to what else is next. Because we've seen the bloodline bickering since the fall. And we've seen cracks even before then. And again, that's only sustainable for so long. Now the question has to be, who is the next opponent? And when you look at the roster, the only people that really come directly to mind would be Bobby Lashley and Shinsuke Nakamura. And unfortunately, I wouldn't even argue that they are quote-unquote credible challengers compared to the likes of like Drew McIntyre or Cody who just challenged. Yeah. So I think they are saturated with actual challengers to go forward yeah. and be credible. Yeah. And and also, too, like that, like seeing Roman's uh, uh, championship reign, seeing all the names that I mentioned and, and that you've mentioned, too, like they've basically really painted themselves in a corner. Yep. And you see, you see like a, a difference in... 
and like booking philosophies and in terms of like the world champion between like WWE and AEW, where I said AEW, like you have your world champion, but you get the sense that anybody who challenges for the title and even if they lose, it's victory and defeat. It's like, okay, they're building up their stock. You can definitely picture them, you know, being a future champion down the road or a top tier star. In WWE, the champion is the wall. And it's like, once you lose to the champion, especially if someone has booked and protected as Roman, your momentum stops. Yes. Exactly. You decline. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen to Cody. His momentum is going to decline. Why do you yeah. think they made Brock Lesnar literally spend seven minutes and 34 seconds being on Cody? Mm. To try to rebuild some of that sympathy babyface reactions mm. that he is desperately going to need yep. because of the fact that he didn't walk away as champion following WrestleMania. Yeah. And like you said... Lightning in a bottle really only strikes once. Mm -hmm. I don't think the iron is going to be as hot as it was this past weekend for WrestleMania as it relates to Cody's reactions from the crowd. Same could be argued for like Sami Zayn. Mm. I would make the argument that the crowd reactions you hear when Sami Zayn comes out are not nearly as loud as they were in late January and in February. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we're going to notice the same trend as it relates to Cody, though I'm sure they will pop enough fireworks if they're even allowed to have fireworks under Vince again. Mm -hmm. But uh, all that to say, I'm sure we will notice a decline in merchandise sales in addition to the reactions from the crowd because they had that moment and they swung and missed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Carl, you have any No, you guys are kind of – y'all really, like, nailed it on the head. Yeah. And 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 also, too, like uh, – and, and, and it's so and it's so – disheartening too because you saw like wrestlemania 39 as a as a show like night one especially if you put night one in isolation and even some matches in night two it's in combined it's like an all-time great wrestlemania yeah. like one of the greatest shows that they ever put on and then you see how night two ended and then you saw raw after mania which nothing of consequence happened promo heavy and then, and then, according to reports from like Fightful, Sean Rossap, et cetera, that apparently uh, they had a script in mind, but then like they were changing scripts, the script on the fly. Vince McMahon was in gorilla position, effectively taking over, you know, where he left off months ago, and morale backstage declined Kind. sharply. And oh my gosh, it's it, it's it's not a good time to be a fan. And it's like, oh man, it's a scary time to be a fan. Like it's. You want to you want to be optimistic. You do want to be optimistic, but it's just at the end of the day, we don't know what's gonna happen. And they make it hard to be optimistic, especially no, following no, no. yesterday. And, and tr trust <laughs> yeah. me, trust me, and, and I get and I get that. So who knows? Maybe this is me just being a naive, quote unquote, loyalist puppet. And stuff, but it's like, okay, do you think like that time away was possibly the creative break that Vince probably need? And who knows, Vince could surprise us. Doubtful, doubtful, but you never know. Oh, well, we will have a better understanding come a few days from now when SmackDown airs. Yeah. I think that's going to be like another direction where we will have a better understand where the bloodline storyline goes in addition to how does the company respond to what was a horrendous Monday Night Raw. Mm. And I understand. Like, all the writers can claim that they don't look at the dirt sheets. But the matter of the fact is there was a very strong negative reaction yeah. towards last night's Monday Night Raw in addition to the main event. It goes back to your point, Vic. 
WrestleMania 39, I think, from top to bottom, with the exception of the main event, was a solid show overall. You had matches that delivered and exceeded expectations. You had a balanced flow between humor, athleticism, and the storyline-driven drama that we had seen play out over the last few months. Despite all of that, however, it will forever be overshadowed by by a disappointing main event Mm -hmm. in terms of the ending, in addition to the fallout the following night. Yes, I will, yeah. but I will say this too. The match wasn't bad. It wasn't. Everybody was invested. Just the ending. Which yeah, is what people was... remember, however. Yeah, that, unfortunately. And, and, what, and, this, and this is something that Vince has always said. I've heard Bully Ray say, say this, was a, this was advice that he got from Vince. No matter what you do, people will always remember the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... And when you th- and when you think about it too, if you if you go back to like the, the the lightning in a bottle moments in WWE, just imagine if they happened differently. Like for example, what imagine what would have happened if Steve Austin lost to, to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14, or if Daniel Bryan lost at WrestleMania 30, or if Kofi Mania, you know, Kofi yeah. Kingston lost at WrestleMania 35. It's like those moments like help define a generation. Yeah. They yeah. help define a specific era. Austin exactly. defined the attitude era. Yeah. Brian defined the reality, quote unquote, reality era. Yep. Kobe Kingston helped define the modern era that we have today. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. could have been the start of a new era following Roman's historic title reign. But oh, instead, yeah. it is now another footnote in a 900 plus day championship reign. Yeah. All for the purpose of being able to say that he surpassed a thousand days. Mm hmm. And I cannot wait until that a thousand plus day shirt comes out claiming mm-hmm. that Roman is one of the longest. <laughs> oh, it's happening. It's, oh, it's yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I can see the dollar signs yeah. uh, happening. The, the, the and there's still people that. who will buy that shirt. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, regardless, yeah. it is going to be a historic feat. Yeah. So, you know. but I don't think that historic feat outweighs the reaction in the moment that Cody's triumphant WrestleMania win would have resulted in. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Well, but now that we got that out the way. <laughs> glad we got yes. that out of our system. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was um, completely shocked. Uh, me and my partner were both <laughs> ready to just call it a night, knowing that Cody was going to walk away victorious. Mm-hmm. And similar to many others, mm-hmm. <laughs> we felt shocked and Again, I felt as if we got a swerve for the purpose of a swerve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. Yeah, it's all about the swerve, bro. bro. I mean, I was, I was surprised we didn't get a pole on, a, on the match. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, at least at least I will be like, we can all agree that uh, there were a lot of great moments, great matches at yeah. WrestleMania 39. So we can talk about the positives, you know, as well. We yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. I'm, I'm glad we just kind of got all that in one, yeah. all, all that out the way first. Yes. And and, and like I said, um, it was a fun it was a fun two nights. Yep. It was a fun two nights. And uh, like I said, time will tell in the next coming weeks if how things will things will go. But um, but um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get the same consistent quality, you know, that under Triple H, even though, according to reports, Vince McMahon has the final say of all storylines, which effectively makes him the head of creative. Exactly. But, 
But yeah, at least we can celebrate the good times. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah WrestleMania night one, uh, we had uh, we had uh, the first eight matches on that card. Uh, one of which was impromptu. Uh, we got the kickoff match: Austin Theory versus John Cena for the U.S. Championship. Underwhelming. Yeah, absolutely underwhelming. Yeah, but you know it's that it, it was the uh, it, it was supposed to be the all right. Let's start off. Uh, let's start off hot. Um, they, it was the start off on paper. It was an exciting start. Yeah, but in execution, Cena got very little offense in. Hit his five moves of doom, mm-hmm. and then got low blowed, and the ending was rather abrupt. Yeah, like a. Uh, like when you think about the Cena's promo on Austin and how he just verbally buried him underground, um, like in this in in a weird way, like Cena kind of proved proved everyone right because Austin had to cheat to win, and we saw Austin like visibly tap out when when the referee was down. Yeah. So it's like so it was like oh man, well, in other words, he kind of proved Cena right even in victory. So I, th- I thought it would have been more meaningful it had Austin Theory just won clean. You know, you know. I just feel as if it didn't do him any favors. Um, yeah. I guess you could say it's probably to generate more heat onto him. So well, he you can have John a, Cena, a no, household th- name that is very limited in ring appearances. So even though he cheated to win, I got the victory. My hand was still raised. That's gonna be that nagging bug in everybody's ear yeah and, and to pl- create that heat, just to create heat onto him yeah and i, and I kind of see where 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 things are going with austin like with him beating Rey mysterio through shenanigans you can see him being like the obnoxious quote-unquote legend killer you know but he can't just but he can't do it honestly they, yes there yeah. you go so i think that was the part that was the purpose of that yeah that's but I, I think it's also yeah. a balance could be a balance of he will cheat here and there, but there are times where he could also surprise you and come away with a surprise victory yeah. against a legend again yeah. amongst the ranks of Cena. Yeah. But just generally for what we have seen from Cena, even on a part-time basis, I was just generally underwhelmed mm. by the performance. Yeah, because you're not gonna, you're you're not. I'm not expecting get... a five-star quality match by no, any stretch no. of the imagination. I think he has like one under his belt. But mm. I am if you believe in Meltzer. <laughs> no, regardless, I've always thought Cena is a decent, like a strong performer, oh, yeah. especially during WrestleMania. I mean, right. look at WrestleMania 20, WrestleMania 22, mm. WrestleMania 25. Like when he is called upon, he delivers again, full time or part time basis. However, that match with Theory, I don't believe he delivered in the sense of what quality we expected, aside from the five moves of Doom, which obviously generated a huge pop when he did deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like it could have been. Like it felt like a, a match I was in first gear, and then it ended. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think if you look back at the recording, it was less than eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, eleven twenty, including entrances or upon possibly the- including entrances. I'm just yeah. uh, I'm on Wikipedia right now. So. Yeah, because oh, I felt very short mm-hmm. and very abrupt and premature in terms of the finish. Mm-hmm. Indeed, um, but yeah. Uh, Speaking of matches that that were eight minutes long, uh, we did get the next match, the Men's WrestleMania Showcase uh, tag team match with the Street Profits versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Um, pretty pretty cool uh, spot. Exceeded fest. all expectations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and can I just say this? 
Otis is going to take that freaking gimmick to the moon. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mac- like they just yesterday on Raw, they just I like they're just walking down, and I see him getting his hair done and stuff, and I just bugged out laughing. <laughs> Yeah, listen, OTs, yo, Maximum Male Models, future tag team champions. Thank you. Mark my words. Thank you. <laughs> I can yeah. get behind that. I can definitely get behind that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, again, when you look at the talent involved in the match, one wouldn't be surprised that, again, it delivered, it excelled. The only reason why I said it exceeded expectations is because anytime you have a match for the purpose of just putting wrestlers on the WrestleMania card, mm-hmm. they tend to be rather chaotic in a not very positive way. Yeah. However, everyone had their spots where they were highlighted, they were able to hit their moves, and the pacing just went very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like freaking Chad Gable, yo, hitting his rolling German on Brown. That was my favorite spot. Mm. Without a doubt. However, again, not to nag on last night's Raw. Mm. The Street Profits won, which I was very excited about. However, I was disappointed at their momentum was swept away relatively quickly by oh, Sam, yeah. Kevin and Sam. By just having them lose the next night. Yeah, yeah, but I think they can still get them back just because they're just so entertaining and it's entertaining and they're so over that. They are, but if you're going to have someone challenge, again, I understand it was a non-title match, but if you're going to have someone challenge Sammy and Kevin, it mm. shouldn't have been the winners of that showcase. Right. I think that could have been preserved for a later time. You literally had three other tag teams to choose from. That's Why are you going to have a WrestleMania victory and then two days later... Lose on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Like, make that win more special. Right. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Yeah. And then we have Nick Thomas in the chat. Uh, he oh, says, he, there. he says, I knew Montez was a high jumper, but seeing it live was crazy. Yeah. 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 He's got the highest. I, I've seen, seen I've seen him jump high. I've seen him in person, too. And I'm like, yo, what the? Like, mm. Is it safe to say future world champion? Yeah. Yeah. Player, yeah if they I'll play say cards, so. Right? Yeah. And uh, and I know that um, people keep saying that uh, Dawkins is like the Marty Jannetty of the of the Street Profits. No, Dawkins. Um, no, no, Dawkins. He, can, can, he can hang. Da- he can. Dawkins could hang. He can. Like I can see Dawkins being like a like a top flight mid carder, um, like a, maybe a, a mid card champion, U.S. Intercontinental. Right. Um, but hey, I think I think Dawkins has the potential to, to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. And just for the record, tag teams actually hate it. When people, when they compare Marty Jannetty, when they compare them to like Marty Jannetty in a oh, negative yeah. light, they hate that. I heard FTI, they're like, yo, we hate that shit. Because Marty was great. He was great in the Rockers, yeah. Yeah, he, like Marty was good. So it's yeah. like, it's not a bad thing to be Marty. Just don't look him up on Facebook now. True. <laughs> oh my God. So True. one thing we ask our viewers: please yeah. preserve yourself and do not look up the Marty Janetti Facebook. Oh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. It's it's so ridiculous. It's hilarious. Mm. It's concerning. At yeah. the same time. So. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, Street Profits uh, with the with the W WrestleMania um, next match, and I gotta say, I really really despise giving the devil. His due. The next match: Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Logan Paul, he's he, he he's many things. He's a crypto scammer. He is a he he is just the embodiment of just wealthy male white privilege. But he is exceedingly athletically gifted. He takes to professional wrestling like a duck to water. He had a hell of a contest with Seth Rollins, but very glad that Rollins won. 
The Logan Paul is literally the best four match wrestler ever. Four matches. Four. Oh yeah, him and Roman at in Crown Jewel, his tag team match at last year's WrestleMania, this match, SummerSlam, and SummerSlam. Oh, who do you face at SummerSlam? Miz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because remember, Miz turned on him oh, that's right, at Miz. WrestleMania, so then he got his revenge on SummerSlam, mm-hmm. then against Roman, and now this one. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you hate to say it because of who he is. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you got to give the devil his due. If he actually just says, you know what, I want to do this full time, he'll be very successful. He, he has he 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 has it. So okay. Yeah. Now, I know this is gonna be a long stretch, but when I, you know, say goats, I have a criteria. Now I'm not saying he will be the goat, but he said, but if he was to go. Pre- Full time, it's potential. Michael, good baby face, good heel, in ring work, entertaining, and great on the mic. Because he's given the platform, however, I would argue his amount of talent is also equivalent to one of Montez Ford. But you don't see Montez Ford challenging for the world championship. No, you're that, right. Again, but it's just that, that he, if he was to go full time, I think he would have that potential. I think any, I think many people on the roster. Would. Yeah, it's just the yeah. lack of opportunity because, again, granted, they don't have they don't have that much tens TV of time. millions of followers on social media as well. Yeah. All that to say, however, I will go on the record to state that I truly hope World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated does not extend an offer to Logan Paul to resign. Because I have an understanding that Logan Paul's contract the WWE is coming up. I think it's over. I think it is over. And I hope it, it stays over. over. <laughs> Good. I think it was the last day, but you got to give the pre- man his due. Like he, I have not seen in a bad match, dude. He could, He's good. He he is good in the ring. Yep, he is good, but but I I, I don't like him as a person. I understand <laughs> that you want to hate him. It's the Tom Brady effect for us. You want to hate this guy, but. Damn, you gotta respect what. I mean, yeah. Let's just say that the let's just say that Seth Rollins is one of the WWE's top MVPs. He oh, can, absolutely. He can get a great match out of anyone. Anybody. He is that. And he is the guy who can make a broomstick look good. Indeed, and and if there was any justice in the world, um, I, I'd I'd flip it to where Seth Rollins would be the one with the millions of followers on on. On social media and the influence, and then Logan Paul will just be some, 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 some talented jobber from Nowheresville, USA, who just got an opportunity, and then he can just fade off into nowhere, Nowheresville. Yeah, yeah. just be a footnote. But I will say this: every time Seth Rollins dresses up, I just laugh. And this, at this, he did not disappoint. <laughs> Listen, S- Seth Rollins drip. Oh know, God, <laughs> his his fashion game is a one. A one. What would I wear that robe? Probably, but yes, yes. I agree, absolutely. I mean, if I like, may I say so myself, that, like, oh my god. Every time I go to Marshalls and look for shirts, I ask myself, can I imagine Seth Rollins wearing something like this? Mm-hmm. Is it loud enough? 
<laughs> does it attract enough attention and or energy? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, when I choose to move forward with the t-shirt, it's because I truly believe that Seth Rollins would wear something like that if given the opportunity and given the appropriate environment. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I need to just like take this moment, <laughs> cut it, and send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, yeah, another good match in the card. Oh, we also had a six-woman tag team match with two of your favorites. Uh, my Tr- friends. Trisha. They're Lewis. my friends. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, let, let me have that, okay? All right, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Trish, Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. Uh, listen, I love Bailey. I love EO Sky. I love Dakota Kai. But as a unit, stick a fork in them. They are D-O-N-E. And it's sad to say, because you have you have Bailey, arguably one of arguably the, the greatest SmackDown Women's Champion of all time. You have Io, Io Sky, formerly Io Shirai, one of NXT's greatest women's champions, held that title for one year. You had Dakota Kai, former NXT and WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, mm-hmm. tons of potential, Team Kick, King Kota. But as a unit, I don't know. And this is something I, I can't blame on, Vince. Triple H, you have three prime talents, and and you don't know what to do with them beyond being like a, a woman, a female job squad? What is this? What is life, people? Job squad? I mean, they did have the titles for quite some time. Were they tag team champions? Yeah. Job squad? They were, but you would have never noticed. Oh, wow. I think that was the issue. I don't think the reign was dominant enough, and it felt copy and paste on a weekly basis in terms mm. of the segments, even in terms of the match flow. And like you said, unloaded potential mm. by all means. And even when I looked at the match, I thought there was still some potential to revive damage control if they were able to pull off the victory. Yeah. yeah. But sure enough, I saw it as the nail in the coffin. And especially when you consider last night's Monday Night Raw, Bailey wasn't even mentioned, wasn't seen on TV. Yeah, Bailey put, put out a, a little uh, cryptic tweet. Oh, did she? Yeah, um, if I can find it, everybody was talking about it. But hmm. yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, because I, I I don't I don't understand the rationale. You take three three top talent like that in Damage Control, and you that's what you do with them. It's like. I thought I, I fully expected them to like go on like a nice heel run, a tear. Like they can dominate the women's division for a while. Maybe one of them can have like the top championship. But all goes back know. to fifty-fifty booking. Mm, yes, that notorious under WWE. So the uh, the tweet says, and this was sh- and this was at one twenty-two p.m. April second, Sunday. And sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. Hmm. Hmm, that could be read in a couple of ways, either in kayfabe and character or maybe how she actually feels. Because, yeah, there's enough evidence to suggest both both yeah. being valid. Bailey yeah. is all elite. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, she'll be Davina Rose. Ooh. Oh, that was her. That was, that her, was her name yeah. in the Indies. Uh, ooh. But see, here's the thing, like AEW. If the, the, for me, their biggest flaw is the treatment of their women's division. Not saying the grass is greener on the other side. No. Just want to know that they're all You can't. And I need yeah. everybody to understand this. It's all a case-by-case scenario. The grass isn't always greener on the other side for either company. That's true. And I just need for that to be no. no that's, that's a great point. 
Yeah, because like it, it, it all depends. There's like so many intangibles, you know, like it depends like how management sees you, like how you carry yourself and just the, the right balance of like that and audience reception. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah and but Bailey's hitting a turning point right now. Yeah. Where the question does become what is next? Mm. Yeah. Cause Do we prolong the damage control story even further? Is she going to appear on television next week? Mm. There are a lot of unanswered questions. And I'm concerned it's because she is not viewed as a priority within the women's division, the same way someone like Charlotte mm-hmm. or Rhea Ripley yeah. are being viewed. Mm-hmm. Whereas talent like Asuka and Bailey, who I would argue are like the workhorses of that women's division, oh, yeah. have oftentimes not received their due. Mm. And indeed. And you know, I would I would say this too for the for the women's division in WWE. I think they would benefit more if they if they were if they Took away the women's tag team championships yes. and replaced them with mid card, like a women's intercontinental and a women's U.S. title. That way, you can have you can have like something that the other women on the roster can fight for, not just like one main title for both brands. The same yeah. thing. You hit a wall. I mean, yeah. when Ronda's champion, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> say goodbye to like any credible challenger. Shotzi, oh, yeah. who? Uh, shots, Case in point. Yeah, and and, and Shotzi, like I want to root for her, but it's like there's something like it's like she's always. Like seems to be messing up. It's like something's not clicking. It's like it's well, not. This also goes back to the fifty-fifty booking concept. I would argue for her, it's twenty-five seventy-five booking. Twenty-five mm. percent of the time she's winning, seventy-five percent of the time she's on the losing end. Oh yeah, and it's true. not a reflection of her talent by any means. Because again, in NXT, she was a dominant force that mm. fans were excited to see. Oh yeah, true. Well, she was teaming with uh, Ember Moon too. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, the two Hall of Famers and Becky Lynch, a future Hall of Famer, uh, winning. That six women tag team match, um, I, I would say Damage Control needed the win more, but it is what it is. Uh, but speaking, but we have a speaking of a match that in which the right person won, and this is how you cap off a storyline. People, Rey Mysterio defeated his son Dominic, uh, father the second ever father versus son match in WrestleMania history. The first being Vince versus Shane at WrestleMania 17. Yo. So the first father versus son match actually featuring wrestlers. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um. First of all, let's just get this out of the way. The entrances. I enjoyed yeah. both of them. Oh, I was laughing my ass off seeing Dominic's. Yo, it, I'm, say what you. You know what? I'm. Just, we need to give. We gotta give Dominic his flowers. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We have to. Now he came in just a white meat baby face. Yeah, you know I'm my I am Dominic Mysterio. I'm happy to be yeah! on the team. Happy yep. to be on the team, which was great. He had a great, you know, great debut. Mm-hmm. You could still tell he was green, but you still, you know, you saw that eagerness to learn. But then he took. But you know what? They gave him the opportunity to turn. Mm-hmm. He did. He got that. Oh my God! Somebody like Rhea just play with my gleeker, and now I'm a man, <laughs> and you can't tell me shit. Mm-hmm. You know, then I won't make it in prison. He was in a holding cell for two hours, <laughs> and he took that and ran with it. Yep. To the point where it's like, yo, I love prison dumb. Yep. Prison you, Dom is you gotta give magic. him you gotta give him his flowers. Oh yeah, like, and he can cut a promo. Yeah, he can now cut a promo. Yeah, and sustain it. 
mm-hmm. and add emotion to it. Yeah. He is no longer that monotoned white meat baby face that yeah. he was when he arrived about a year and a half ago. I think the fact that he has continued to evolve into the storyline has gone out of his way beyond television to continue the storyline and maintain that level of kayfabe. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like the and he gets some strong heel reactions from the crowd. Some strong. He does boots. like that, yo. I'm pri- I've been in prison. Now I'm gonna be this little brat. I'm like, yo, I wanted a Mercedes, but you got me a Benz. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> and there are layers to the story too. Yeah. Like we have to consider the fact that he is being manipulated within a relationship. Yes. With Rhea. Yep. There is conflicting daddy issues as it relates to Dominic's experience growing up. With Ray being a famous father, mm-hmm. you combine that with the fact that he had a <laughs> brief stint within the prison industrial complex system. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. these are layers within layers of this story. Hence why there was so much emotion. Mm-hmm. There's so much investment from the fans. And I think the match was executed the way it had to be. Oh, yes. yeah. And Though I was not a fan of Ray's mask. Yeah. You, did explain. you did express that. Uh, I, I thought his mask was like oh, this is kind of a different style than it we're used to. It was different, and that's how. yeah. I, I was I was trying to picture like what uh, character, he, what comic book character he was trying to fit. Was, Flash. To fla- was it Flash? Yeah, I mean it was I like was a hybrid of the Great Muda and Flash. That I just did thing. not like the fact that it looked like a helmet. Yeah, the Muda like, could yeah. pull it off, I think, because of his like body size. But mm-hmm. Ray, being as small as he is, yeah, it looked like a bobblehead. Oh yeah. Clearly, the mask was too big. It kept moving around to a certain extent in the match. Yeah. And again, given the attire that is often unique and innovative within the WrestleMania season, I think this just went a step too far. Mm-hmm. And to be truthful, I thought that he was wearing that mask because at one point in time, I was waiting for Dominic to pull the mask off of Ray, mm-hmm. only to unveil that Ray had another mask underneath. Hence, why it was so big. But then that never happened, and I realized, oh, that wait, been cool. yeah. that's yeah. his actual mask. Now, yeah. for the entrances, I was hoping and praying for Dom's entrance. Not that it, what he had was dope. Yeah, the you know the prison, then the you know being released from prison mm-hmm. and having Ray, a Ray Mysterio mask on. Yeah, but. I thought he should he should have been the one to come up with the lowrider and Eddie Guerrero's music. Oh man, the heat he, he would have received from the crowd, the the ultimate disrespect. It would have put him over to the moon mm. if he was to do that. That was one of those one of those situations where like less was more. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad at the entrance now. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I was like, you know what? This is just fun. like I laughed the entire thing because I know the prison dom story. Yeah. So, but it was just, but I was like, that I would have had him come out to Eddie's music, but then Ray just, I'm like, yeah. okay, him riding with Snoop mm-hmm. to the low rider. Then Eddie, I'm like, I, you know, Hall of Fame Eddie, very instrumental in his career, and then just. He should have did the jump though. Oh yeah, yeah I, just, I anticipated the jump. I yeah. anticipated the jump as soon as he got out of the car. I was so excited. I was already getting ready to mark out. I was telling my partner, "Watch, he's about to jump. He hasn't done this since like 06. Mm-hmm. Never came. Yeah, okay. yeah Ray's knees ain't Ray's knees ain't what they used to be no more. And that's you okay. I'm just asking for one time. <laughs> one, one time would have been cool. Yeah. 
but yeah, definitely, definitely a, a, a solid match. Um, the belt. When the, he took off the belt. The belt. Uh, I'm sorry belt. to cut you off like oh, this. That was but, quite funny. Oh, that was the best spot yeah. in the whole entire match. Yep. So yeah, definitely a good way to cap off that that storyline. But line. even the match had layers to yeah, it, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, getting Aaliyah involved and then like and, and Angie. Angie is a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, you don't you don't tell a woman like that to shut up. <laughs> I still can't tell my mother no to this day, and I am thirty eight. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, respect your mom's people. But yeah, um, uh, coming up next was my match of the night for night one. Really? This was excellent. Uh, the the SmackDown Women's Championship match: Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. That was a banger of a match. Like that was excellent. Like. Like Rhea and Charlotte had an excellent match back at WrestleMania 36 at the Performance Center. This one I thought was even better because this time you had the benefit of a full live crowd experience. Right. Um, Not th- to mention they were given the time. And they were given the time. Clocked yes. in at 22 minutes plus. Yep. 23, yeah, 23.35. Yep. According to Wikipedia. Yep. There was one spot in the match that made me just wince in, in, in horror when Rhea uh, did a belly to back uh, suplex <laughs> to Charlotte she and she, la- she landed right on her nose, but like. But like her her neck looked like it was caved in and her and her back was arched. Oh, that was that looked horrifying. That was, oof. Thank thankfully it wasn't catastrophic because it ain't ballet. It certainly isn't. It certainly isn't. But that was a hell of a contest. It was. And the uh, pacing was good. Yeah. Yes. From the start, as they were building it up, you had a few spots here and there. You had some submission holds. Mm. It delivered in the sense of you give these women time in the ring mm-hmm. and again they will put on a clinic oh, and yeah. i'm glad they were given the ample amount of time and yep. that's another thing that is a major flaw i have with aew it's just like they don't let shit build and they don't let shit breathe for example and i know i'm probably gonna get a lot of heat from this the kenny omega vikingo match Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was I I mean, I was blown away by what they were able to pull off, but it was just it was a lot of just spot after spot after spot after spot after spot. Well, it becomes a spot fest and yeah. eventually That's what it does. And this is like there's no moves. there there's no build up to anything and they don't let much breathe. Yeah. And plus too in that match, they were they were and, and we talked about this too like where there were a couple of instances where you could tell they were blatantly setting up spots like where Vikingo was was going on the top going on the top rope and Kenny Omega was on the apron. You just saw Kenny Omega just looking at him like waiting, waiting for him for to it. hit the hit his hit his uh you know Because scissors. the priority becomes more of conducting a highlight reel than having logical spots. Yeah. And I think there's a time and place for all of that. However, what made Charlotte versus Rhea so special is that the spots were logical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the pacing was well timed. Not to mention the finish, which the correct person went over this time around oh, being yeah. Rhea being able to retain and from my understanding I know Charlotte's going to be taking some time off now as well mm-hmm. and feels like she just got back but okay she did just get back <laughs> but apparently yeah. she is competing as it relates to some form of bodybuilding and or powerlifting and is getting in shape for that oh nice that makes sense Let but again if the constellation is she leaves after three months but she put on a hell of a banger right before leaving I'll mm-hmm. take it yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you want to be. Yeah, let that you know, let that linger. Yeah, Jordan Grace, Ooh, that girl was. And and Nick Thomas, Nick Thomas says that uh, uh that was the greatest women's t- title match in Mania history. I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I would I'll, say yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then um 
Yeah, so so even if the build up wasn't there. Yeah, I know I know it's like the build up with the two main women's matches weren't great, but um but it the matches were great. Here's the the best thing about that was just that Rhea and Charlotte already had an established story. Yeah. So they could just piggyback off of that and it's just and and thinking about it too, I can see a storyline where Rhea's the only person in Judgment Day with a championship and with a win at WrestleMania, and that can like feed into Dominic's insecurities as well. And then you can see like a, a babyface turn where Rhea dumps Dom once and for all, and perhaps Judgment Day as a whole. Yeah. So I can see that happening. Since it's now that she's I on did Smackdown. it on my own, I didn't need you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that could that could really mess with Dominic's ego. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, solid match all around. And then and my match, my match of night one for sure. Um, let's see. Pat McAfee beat the Miz impromptu match. Yeah, and then, novelty act. But go ahead. Yep. And then we had the main event, uh, the catharsis that we that we wanted in night two, but thankfully we got it in night one. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. I believe um, this was the first time a tag team match main evented WrestleMania since WrestleMania one. Yeah. And and this match delivered. It did. Yeah. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they got the big uh, babyface reception and the pop when they won. Uh, Seeing them hold both belts up, yes, that's that's what we needed. And it ended with Sami's music. Yes. Yeah. That's what what I like to call it. His, Mick Foley's, Johnny Gargano's, the original. Mm -hmm. I like to call that happy music. Yeah, yeah happy just, baby face music. You just can't yeah. help but just smile when you hear it. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to play, do do yourselves a favor. When y'all get off of work at, a, at 5 o'clock on a Friday, before the weekend, your schedule's kind of like always working. But <laughs> just play that song and tell me it won't hit different. Sammy's in, yeah? Worlds apart. One, yeah, one of them, Sammy or Johnny Gargano, just... Play that song the second you get in your car after leaving work for the weekend. It's going to hit you different. Yeah. Indeed. And you too can become a tag team champion. Yes. <laughs> or a hype champion. But it goes back to what you were saying, though, Vic. Come in. Yep. The momentum was there as it related to KO and Sammy. Hmm. The iron was hot. Yep. And the correct victors, as predictable as it was, was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yep. Absolutely. No yep. complaints there. There's no. no reason to prolong the continued story of having the Usos retain and continue what would be a much longer title reign. Instead, mm-hmm. we understood that this is where the story has to end as it relates to being tag team champions. Yeah. And now it's opened up a world where there's so many other competitors and challengers. Mm-hmm. Though, again, I will express my disappointment that we didn't save the Street Profits versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for a future date. Mm -hmm. Given the popularity of the Street Profits, their momentum coming off of WrestleMania, I would have made the argument that that kind of main evented a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown in the near future. Yeah, that could have been Backlash. That could have been a match at Backlash. Exactly. Could have been a top-tier match at Backlash. But I understand the dynamic of having a babyface team versus a babyface team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, my point being, the correct winners walked away with the Tag Team Championships. Yeah. And now we have a refreshing look and view into the tag team division. A season mm-hmm. premiere. Yes. Yes. And WWE's uh, tag team division definitely needs to be revi- re- revitalized in a major way. Yeah. And hopefully this will be the start. You know, because I, I think the showcase was promising. Yep. 
Yep, the showcase was promising. Um, the Usos, they've pretty much peaked in WWE. So, um, so yeah, there's not much more you can do with them. I would love to see Jay versus Jimmy at, at next year's Mania. Yeah, I would love to see. I would lo- now see now, and I said this yesterday, last year. I would love to see Sammy versus Kevin at next year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Their careers have been so parallel, where they've been partners and opponents. I don't even want to think about Sammy yeah. versus Kevin right now. I want <laughs> yeah. to make sure that they have a decent yeah. tag team mm-hmm. championship reign because I feel like WWE's always just had the trigger being. Y'all are going to compete against each other within NXT, within your early start WWE, mm-hmm. midpoint of WWE. Right now, if they're both at their peak in terms of height of popularity, I just yeah. want to see them ride it out, have a strong oh, yeah. baby face run. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. Uh, the the boys from uh, from the ca- Canadian uh, Connection. Uh, Montreal. Yep, Montreal. Yep, they've... Uh, New tag team champions. Let's see how let's see how this how long this match uh, this run lasts, and hopefully we'll see some new some new life in the tag team division because it's sorely needed. It. Okay. Um, yep. So yeah, that was night one. Uh, one one for the ages, and then we had night two. Um, we had uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar beat him with one f five. That's great. Um, it accomplished what it needed to though. Yeah. Yeah, saw some, selling, saw some selling from Lesnar. Yep. Had an F5. Game over. Yeah. That's what we needed. Pretty. Didn't have to be anything special aside from that. Oh, yeah. Like anything above five minutes would have been excessive for a match like that. Remember him against Goldberg at WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. That eight minutes was. <laughs> oh, yeah. WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Like this, yeah. That was. Yeah. I will say though, for the record, I still believe that (laughs) we should. I sat in that seat over there. (laughs) I still think we should have had Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar for Mm. at WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that Elimination Chamber was the conclusion of their feud, which was, again, Mm. Brock Lesnar getting disqualified to be a low blow because he knew he was about to tap to the hurt lock. Mm. I was very much in the belief that they had that finish because we were about to head towards the rubber match at WrestleMania. Yeah. And so for that rubble, rubber match to not happen and then result in Omos, who had not competed in a pay-per-view for months, right. suddenly getting tossed into a WrestleMania program with Lesnar. Yeah. Again, I'm glad the match delivered for what it was supposed to, but in the back of my head, I knew that Lashley deserved that spot a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't even Maven said that. Mm. And Maven don't even watch the product anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, the next one we had the women's WrestleMania showcase. Uh, we had Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, uh, who did who barely did any work. They managed to win the match. They beat uh, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, and Team Karen, Chelsea Green, and Sonya Deville. That's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be Team Karen, so yeah. But yeah, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, like they 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 the were ending the- was abrupt. Yeah, like they disappeared for most of the match. Ronda came and did one move, and they won. And Shayna Baszler, I guess, had a foot injury because she took a boot off. Yeah, yeah. This reminded me of Royal Rumble 2021. Ronda comes in, clears house, wins, yeah. calls it a day, mm-hmm. barely even had to take a breath. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this match didn't do anyone any favors, really. Um, no. Not as much as the men's showcase, which is sad to say. And it's sad to see the decline of Liv Morgan. 
Yeah. Yeah, like she was she was SmackDown Women's Champion. She had a decent run. You I started like you had the had the intriguing storyline of starting off starting off as a fluke champion, but then she became a credible more credible comp- and uh, someone who took pleasure when it came to pain yep. and was yeah. willing to again get pinned, submitted, but was still walking away without the stretcher job. Yeah, right. To now be in a position where boom, you slap in a submission, she tapped down less than ten seconds. Yeah, I just thought it was a disappointment because it was from Ronda. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You still, you still got to make Ronda look like that, that badass. Yeah, gotta gotta make Ronda look strong. Yeah, <laughs> Ronda must pose. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Point to WrestleMania sign. Yep. That's that was it. Mm. But uh, then they did it. Yep, <laughs> they certainly did. Though I will say, I'm a big Shayna Baszler fan. Yes, oh, I think Shayna deserves she, the world. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. still amazed that she is not. You know, crowned. give them the title mm. and then let Shayna ter- let Shayna turn on Ronda. Because I'm the rightful star. When you leave, I'm still here holding us down. Mm. And people forget that Shayna had indie roots. Yeah, right? she wasn't yeah. just pure MMA transitioning to wrestling. Like she actively competed for Ring of Honor. Like she has a track record. Yeah, I'd say like yo, like let let Shayna Baszler cook as like your as a as one of the top women's champions. Yeah, have her have her have her have like a strong run. Yeah, tear through the women's division. Be that killer that we saw in NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll see that someday. But um, speaking of killers, uh, we had my my match, my, my match of night of night two. Yes. The triple threat for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, Gunter versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. In the words of Big E, it was big meaty men slapping meat. That's what I want. Yo. And please, I hope anybody don't take this the wrong way, but yo, you Europeans are mean in the ring. Oh, yeah. Chops. Jeez, red chops, chests. <sighs> banger. Mm-hmm. After Banger. After banger, <laughs> yeah, this this match, oof! Like I, I thought Sheamus was gonna win and finally achieve his dream of being being the IC champ, but not mad at all at Gunter retaining because oof, this was certified, just pure mat violence in the best way. It, it, it kind of reminded me of Gunter's matches with Ilya Dragunov in oh NXT. Oh my god, those just... yeah. This this was this and was it perfectly encapsulated what the Intercontinental Championship is all about. The workhorse, exactly. Yeah, the work it's the workhorse course. championship. It is the championship that will require you mm-hmm. to get a bloody chest in yes. order to retain. I had to look over at Maven and I was like, "Yo, you getting you getting any PTSD right now?" He said, "Listen, I took one from Big Show. His hand was like this big, and I wore it on my chest like a badge of honor. But God damn it, did it hurt? Mm. Not to uh, mention, anyone could have been a credible winner, whether yeah. it was yeah. Drew, Sheamus, or mm-hmm. Gunther. Yeah, he will always be Walter to me, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, Same. absolutely. I don't call Same. him. By, I don't call him by. Well, let's call it right now. Will he be the one to beat the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Title streak? It's very possible, and you know what? I would love if now that the cut the. The streak is still going. Roman streak is going. I see him as a credible, a credible challenger. Yeah, I can see that. Cause that boy, Cody said it right after the Royal. He said, "Man, that man is mean." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and who knows? You know what? Here's here's an idea too. Like you can have a, a Gunther 
slash Walter, you know, he could still he could break the Honky Tonk Man's record for the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe he can eventually challenge Roman if he's still the champion, which he likely will be for the championships. Have a storyline where Gunter actually beats Roman, and then Roman goes away for a while, yeah. bloodlines and shambles, and then Imperium becomes that new dominant mm, force. Yeah, where, to the point where they're so dominant and just so ruthless, perhaps even more than the bloodline. That when Roman Reigns comes back, he has that he can go on the babyface run where he reconciles with his cousins, he sees the error of his ways, and then he tries to rally the Usos to to because he realizes that they're the only ones that can stop this unstoppable force that is Imperium, this new monster that they've in some ways created by having Roman lose uh, the titles. That's our storyline right there. Boom. There's your story. Yes. So I just hope this weekend in the last six months is proved to the newer management at WWE that Gunther deserves to be where he is and deserves mm. further elevation. Yes. I was very concerned about Gunther's initial months yeah. on the roster. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, here we are, again, six, seven months later, deep into an intercontinental title reign, and he has yet to be pinned or submitted, mm. as the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And and I remember um, when when Walter, when he was Walter in NXT, his match with Ilya Dragunov at, uh, um, I think it was TakeOver 36, or Stand and Deliver. No, I think it was TakeOver 36, where... Walter was the undefeated uh, UK champion, and then when you saw Ilya Dragunov actually tap out Walter, I was I, I was shocked. I was like, "What?" Like I, I I wasn't shocked like that since seeing Brock Lesnar end Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania 30. Because yeah. like with a with a man like Walter, you don't envision somebody like him tapping out to anybody. Yeah. And just seeing that was like yeah, that first. That, I still whoa. got it, as great as that match was. This is that first match. That first match was just oh my, uncomfortably violent. Yes, yeah, it was unco- uncomfortably good. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, because that. Whew. But uh, but yeah, uh, that was that was my match. Uh, match of the evening for night two, and my second favorite match of night two was right after Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair making history as the longest reigning black champion in WWE history. Um, she does, she achieved the three peat like Roman. Um, she and every one of her champ ever every one of her WrestleMania matches. She's been the champion. She beat Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 37. Mm-hmm. Beat uh, be, uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38 last year. Now retained against Asuka uh, in WrestleMania 39. And you know what? I wasn't mad at this outcome. Like, like I, I love Asuka. Like, she's one of my top. I was hoping top... to see. I wanted her to get a WrestleMania run. But, I mean, yeah. WrestleMania victory because I don't think she has one. Yeah, yeah which she's is inexplicable. Asuka is 0-5 at WrestleMania. That is criminal. That, it is. It is. So, But I will say this. Oh, my God. The representation that was just. Mm. Oh, it was beautiful. Everything Bianca touches is just gold and like in entrance to the title reign to the promos and the story she can do no wrong and the story behind the entrance oh the little girl with the The, contortionist yeah Yeah. her mom passed away that day Mm. yeah so for her and she's still even though she literally just had like the worst day of her life she still went out there supported her girls Still had that moment, and Bianca just dancing with her made that moment special. Mm. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I wanted Oscar to win, but yeah, just certain things kind of that kind of took precedent for it, and I'm like, you know what? Good, good for WWE on for making that call. Good for WWE. Good for mm. Bianca for making that call. Yeah, and 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 even that aside, like I expected Bianca to win only because that the build to toward the WrestleMania was not great at all. Mm. Like like it, it wasn't as nearly as strong as it could have been. So um, I thought that okay, well I don't really see Oscar walking away with the championship with a build like that. But not at all mad at Bianca retaining yeah. the title. Um, I could see her eventually. I could see the crowd eventually turning against her because they're like, oh great, you're holding the championship for how long? Yeah. Like, um, but. But that will only come if there's a hot challenger that builds up momentum. Mm. Yeah, I do yeah. believe Oscar was that champion, and even then, like it's very, like you said, it's criminal that Oscar has not won a WrestleMania, mm. but she's had an impressive WWE career. She, she is a Grand Slam. Yep, she's a Grand Slammer, um, undefeated NXT Women's Champion, still yeah. has the longest uh, win streak since Goldberg. Right. Yep. My issue only goes back to the fact that. She still isn't regarded as one of the quote unquote goats. Yeah. In the division. And I think she yeah. should be. And the argument yeah. could be made. But to be quite honest, when you ask who are the goats of the women's division, aside from Trish Stratus, Lita, you're going to hear Charlotte. You're going to hear Sasha Banks. You're going to hear Becky Lynch. You're going to hear Bailey. Mm. The four horsewomen. Totally get that. Now you're going to yeah. hear Bianca Belair as well, which yeah. again is well deserved. Yeah. But it irks me that Oscar Oscar's not in that conversation. Is not mm. in that conversation. Where despite the fact that, again, the debate could be made, but it doesn't help. That she hasn't had a WrestleMania. Um, yeah, WrestleMania victory. Yeah. Yeah. She I still in the firm belief, and I will never forgive the fact that she lost to Charlotte, not only losing mm. what was supposed to be the result of that Royal Rumble win, but it also came at the expense of her undefeated streak. Yeah. yeah. Very true. I remember that. Because yeah. truthfully, I think Oscar should have challenged Charlotte. Yeah. And avenge that loss at this year's WrestleMania. Mm. That would have been a good story, but then there was also the story too. So with when it came to that, you really couldn't. You were, there was really no losers when it comes to that. You could have gone either way and still got something good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that to say, both women matches in terms of the championship matches delivered. Mm. Yeah. And the beauty of it, especially for a match like Oscar and Bianca, is either outcome would have been positive, but I think we can all agree that Bianca's was so much more meaningful, and so I am glad Bianca walked away. Oh yeah. I just hope we don't see Asuka either... Get frustrated and leave. Or... Yeah, take a break. Go on a hiatus. I know yeah. she also sent out like a cryptic message she on did social too. media yesterday as well. And again, yeah. it could be fully kayfabe, which helps play onto her character that she is now portraying. Yeah, the I just feel like they're not capitalizing on that character, though. That's, no, they're that's not. the part that bothers me. Is that, that this new character she's embodying is supposed to be... Right? Like... A reincarnation of what she was in Japan, which right. was dominant, ruthless. She was kind of, yeah. Yep. But now I've seen it in the sense of you got the facial aesthetics, but it's not matching what we're seeing in the ring. Right. Mm, yeah. And I, and I remember, I remember too, like in one of the one of the lead up matches to WrestleMania, she fought, she was wrestling a match with Carmella on Raw, and Carmella was that was a competitive match. Yeah. That should have not been a competitive no. match. I know no, exactly what you're referencing. Been, that was right. that should have been a squash. Yeah, and I was just sitting there baffled at what I saw. I'm like, I don't understand what direction is they're taking with Asuka. Like, Carmella, of all people, dominating Asuka? 
Yeah. I, Especially in sense. the character that Asuka is now portraying. Is yeah. what I think makes it even more insulting. Had this been like the Asuka of like 2019 where she was losing some momentum, I get she that. Was go- mm. When she was acting more goofy than anything. Exactly. Yeah. But you have a darker version that again is supposed to be a reincarnation of the dominant force that she portrayed within the ranks of Japan. Mm-hmm. No reason why that match should have been competitive. Which right. again, I don't think helped as it led up to WrestleMania because quite frankly, despite the new character she is portraying, she did not enter WrestleMania as a threat aside from her previous resume, but not necessarily the present day performance. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, uh, but still still a great match. My second favorite match of night two. And then we had uh, two more matches. One wait, unprompted. Wait, no, no, no. You got to put. You got to put on. Oh, no, no. Mention that masterpiece. Oh yes. Oh yes. The We're greatest. T- oh yes. We're, we are talking about yes. when you talk about like WrestleMania moments. Mm. When you talk about moments that will go down in the annals of WrestleMania history, you talk about moments that. That crystallized what it means to be not only a professional wrestler, but a sports entertainer. That match in two minutes and 20 seconds. Yes. Got not one, mm-hmm. not two, right. not three, mm-hmm. not four, not even five. You know what? I'm going to give his Kenny Omega status six star match. Snoop Dogg defeating the Miz. Yes. I just got goosebumps. Oh, yes. Like... Like, you, when you when you think about the greatest elbow drops in history, you think oh. of The Rock, right? The People's Elbow. You think of electric. That's electrifying. Yep. You think of Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh my God, crazy! You think of Kyrie. Oof. But but all of, all of those elbow drops pale in comparison Mm-mm. to Snoop's People's Elbow. Oh my God! My God! Like the the the, the grace. Bah God! The the the, the athleticism. It's. It's like 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 it's some of the, some of the best wrestlers in the history could not hit an elbow drop. It will game. never it will never happen again. No, that was now that was that, lightning in a bottle. Yes, yes, that was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> well, the craziest part is that was all improvised. Yeah, which I think was yeah. the beauty of it, and goes mm. to show the raw charisma. That Snoop Dogg just naturally brings, and, oh, and having been in the limelight for thirty plus years, I can tell that that was second nature for him in terms of putting on a performance for the crowd. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it was improvised by him. And it looked so natural. Yeah, that was the beauty. Yeah. It looked so natural. Could, I was doubting you know, whether it Shane been was improvised by Miz. He was like, "All right, let's do something. Yo, hit me." Like, like you know what it was like. It looked so natural that I thought that that was just like the actual finish that they just fast forwarded to. I agree. That's yeah. what I thought, but. They didn't skip a beat at all. Yeah. They did not skip a beat. And again, Snoop is an entertainer at heart. Mm. He proved it again, whether he is rapping, whether he's doing side gigs as an extra on a movie or competing at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. 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 You like, yeah, we're joking around like it's a six star, but you still have to give the props of like the the quick Mm. improvisation, you know. Oh, yeah. No, but he adapted. The quick he adapted. Yeah, he adapted. He was on his feet. Quick. Oh yeah, the adaptability and and especially like right after like the awkwardness that that was a uh, Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon. It was only a matter of time. He tore his quads. Tearing too. his quad like father like son, you know. Call and back to Royal Rumble two thousand and five. 
Oh, yeah. And, and, and son-in-law. And son-in-law, Triple H. Although Triple H tore his in a legit match and still finished <laughs> and it. And finished the match. <laughs> and finished it. Technically, the bell rang. So that was a match. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Yeah, Shane O'Mac, we love you, but, you know, stay home, buddy. I Yeah, we were not asking I, you to come back to our TV screen. I, I saw – I, mean, no, I like seeing – no, it's always good to see Shane. Just – I saw a meme today. It's like, first of all, somebody goes, first of all, what? Shane's problem was he tried to do all that in some Jordans with his like, oh, that should have been in some dad sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more uh, lumbars. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nick Thomas says it even had the iconic McMahon quad blow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin Nash would be very proud. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Um, yep. So yeah, that match gets a uh, five Kevin Nash quads out of five. Uh, and then since we talked about the Roman Reigns versus Cody in the main event earlier, uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap up our WrestleMania recap with, uh, the Hell in a Cell match between Edge versus the demon Finn Balor. Hell now, in a Cell. I'm gonna let you to discuss this one because I, at this moment in time, well, I, I did watch part of the match. I ended up getting caught up in a conversation with Maven. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to, like, really, you know, really pay, you know, pay too much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, the entrances were great. Yeah. yeah. I think the kickoff, the entrances were great. I was expecting Gangrel. Yeah. We was hoping entrance. for it. And then the rumor started swimming. There's, oh, Tony Khan gave the okay for... Christian to do a one night appearance and stuff. I'm like, is he really the? Mm. I was telling everyone, had Gangrel appeared, yep. his indie stock would have risen significantly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He would have gone from charging 250 an appearance to an upwards of 750. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that did not pan out. Yeah. Regardless, Edge's entrance was great. Yep. You followed up by the return of the demon. I don't know how long it had been since we had seen the demon Finn Balor, but. Oh, since uh, his Ooh, match with Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Yeah. Even yeah. that's forgettable, though, because, again, what do we remember? The ending. Yeah. That was a horrendous ending. Mm. But needless to say, this match was a Hell in a Cell match that I don't think we have seen in quite a while as it relates to the brutality with the weapons included. Because I think yeah. we've reached a point within Hell in a Cell where you might have a table spot. Mm. And you'll always have one opponent throw the other opponent against a fence. But very rarely have we seen the level of carnage that we would see in a Cactus Jack versus Triple H Hell in a Cell. Mm. Or the carnage that you see virtually in any Hell in a Cell match before 2003. And I got that nostalgic attitude era, ruthless aggression era, Hell in a Cell vibes from the match we witnessed between Edge and Valor. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and what was cool, too, is that I, I, I love the fact that we got the original... You know, the oh, original Hell in a Cell structure. Yes, yes. not no more like eye straining red that does not look good at all. Um, I I really I really appreciated that we had like a, a hard hitting uh, cell match, and this is like and this is the, the purpose of Hell in a Cell where it's meant to be like the blow off of, of feuds that have gone on like like two is so heated to the point where it has to end in a cell. Um, there was one moment where things went a little awry when Balor got busted open with that with that. With the ladder, and they had there was like a brief stoppage in the match. Um, if it was attitude error, they would have kept going, like no problem. Yeah, but, but I would argue that also added to the drama. I mean, yeah. right? Like it was a little awkward in the moment, but goes back to 
the intensity of this mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell match. Oh yeah, um, like I, I I thought that Finn Balor should have won. Um, I agree because like you know I, I think I think in most of their matches Edge has always been come out victorious, but I I think Balor him him winning this would would have really like reinvigorated his character because right now like well aside the, from the Judgment Day like just yeah. being a part of a faction yeah. What has Finn Balor accomplished since returning to the main roster from NXT? Yeah, and yeah, and, and when you think about it, it's like looking at Finn Balor's career in WWE. It's a tale of two different uh, Balors, where the NXT was like more of like the Prince Devitt run, where two-time NXT champion, he had two lengthy reigns with that belt. Whereas in WWE, stop every, and go. Yeah, it's very yeah. stop and start, and and it's like and, again, his highlight is being a part of a faction. But what has yeah. he accomplished since leading that faction? Mm. Yeah, really nothing of note, I, I must say. Besides, I'm just glad he has more television time. Yeah. But the next yeah. step after television time is either a championship reign, mm-hmm. a meaningful feud, which he did have with Edge. It was a meaningful feud. One can yeah. make the argument that it did stretch out for a very long time. But mm-hmm. I'm glad we got the blow off the way we did. Yeah. Because as you said before, Hell in a Cell is designed for the blow off of a feud. Yeah. Not to be tailored to a specific pay-per-view because mm-hmm. the name matches the gimmick. Right? Yeah. And exactly. I also just want to state for the record that the compromise of having the Hell in a Cell go back to being gray is that the steel chair was now red. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess it probably just to make it a little more easy on the eyes. But um, Nick Thomas did have, did have a comment seeing that he's com- he's uh, commenting and he was there in attendance. Mm. Uh he co- he um, says so. Being there, that match was that match was weird. The medical doctor was already in the ring. They actually was pleading with Finn to stop the match, and he said no. And he said no. So they glued his head up after he leaked blood everywhere, and you got what you got. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no way you can stop a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. People would have been furious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More furious than they were. As it relates to Bray oh. Wyatt versus Seth Rollins and Hell in a Cell. <laughs> oh man, that like, like if you've ever been on the the website wrestlecrap.com, like like they had the award like uh the the worst of wrestling, the Gooker Award. Gooker named after the gobbledygooker. Like that the the Rollins Fiend Hell in a Cell match, that was the winner for twenty nineteen. Oh, it could be the winner of all time. <laughs> yeah, really. it, it was up it was there. The all that's yeah. to say again, Hell in a Cell, Edge versus Balor. Balor should have won, but overall, it was a great match. There was that medical concern in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Props to Balor for continuing to go. Yeah. Obviously, I hope that does not affect his short-term and long-term health. Mm. But coming out of this feud, I do hope that whatever Balor now pursues, Mm. he is going to be victorious in one way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I think he deserves, like, one strong top-tier run. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah that 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 wraps up our WrestleMania weekend recap. So all in all, I will say like WrestleMania thirty nine, uh, it was ninety percent ninety percent greatness, um, ten percent ten percent uh, not. But uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I will say like um, if if had had the had the ending of the Roman Reigns Cody match been different. This would have been an all-time great WrestleMania. This would have been like up there with 17, 19, um, and and other and others. Like this would have been like an all-time great WrestleMania. Modern classic. Yep, like right, a modern, modern classic. classic, similar to WrestleMania 30 and WrestleMania 31. Yep, 
like I, I could I could have seen this being like uh, the WrestleMania 17 for like younger generations today. Yeah, but instead, where a star was made, star yeah. was born. Mm-hmm. But instead, you had a WrestleMania 32 finish. Oh yeah, and WrestleMania 32 was not a good show. <laughs> exactly. But but yeah, uh, that was it for our, our WrestleMania th- weekend recap. Um, yeah, like like we said earlier, remains to be seen uh, how the quality of the product will go in the in the weeks ahead on Raw and SmackDown. Um, I, I will I will say this, uh, speaking personally, um, let, just call me up whenever Roman drops the titles, and then I'll maybe start watching again. Or <laughs> or if Vince gets you know shuffled off, you know, just permanently, stay, at least stay yeah. in, stay away from creative. Go into the office. As long as he's yeah. involved in the company, he will always be involved in creative. I truly believe it's an all or nothing. Hence why I would like to see Vince away from the company permanently. Yeah. In actual retirement. Yeah. For sure for sure. But uh but yeah, um yeah, uh, any other final thoughts, gentlemen, as we wrap up? I'll just close out by saying I sincerely hope that we don't see massive layoffs over the next couple of weeks oh God, due to this new acquisition. Those things that's what I'm most concerned about. Within the realms of capitalism, anytime you have major acquisitions, it's followed up by layoffs, not just on the administrative side, but also within talent as well. Oh, for sure. That that, that depresses me every time. Yeah, if that, that that harkens back to like the the Black uh Thursdays or Black Mondays back in the pandemic era too. Well that shows me that there's no boundaries. Yeah. There are no boundaries. Layoffs are susceptible to almost anyone. Mm-hmm. And again, I just hope we'll be in a position where we don't hear of massive layoffs in between writers, creative directors, mm. or in the case of the talents that perform, yeah. especially following what was a successful WrestleMania, oh, yeah. especially following the most profitable year in the company's history. Mm-hmm. But if anyone does get released, I hope they have a hell of a run similar to someone like Matt Cardona, where they're able to reinvent themselves and go a step further and prove their worth outside of the world wrestling entertainment. Because we are at a turning point within the company where this new endeavor is going to determine what the direction looks like moving forward. Mm. And I am concerned that we are heading back to a direction where you have to weigh over 240 pounds and be over six foot two in order to be successful. Yeah, I have to to admit, I want to be optimistic, but I'm very scared. Because at the end of the day, I I do love WWE. Mm -hmm. It's been my first love, like, ever. Mm -hmm. Since my dad took me to my first event when I was, like, three. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I always wanted... To, I I just always wanted to succeed because I always wanted there, you know. It's always been it's always been there. So and when and it's successful, we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And it still continues to be there. So I, you know, I'm still gonna ride with it, but I just hope it's still. I mean, I just I just hope for the best. Mm. And I'll just and say, success is measured well beyond just the value of a stock. Yeah, that's what we need to remember. Value is measured well beyond the measure of a stock well measured beyond profit mm-hmm. it's also dependent on how consistent are you drawing fans to the crowd mm. and how excited are they when they're actually there right because you could get all the comp tickets in the world to fill up a stadium mm. but whether or not the fans are actually invested and engaged that's a whole different story oh yeah indeed indeed well 
with that, uh, we will we will wrap it there. Um, once again, thank you all for watching and listening uh, to the uh, Codex Prime podcast. Um, yeah, you can find all of our, all of our episodes every every Tuesday night around eight p.m. ish Eastern. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find our podcast. Google us; we're everywhere. Uh, David Morales, once again, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for coming back to the show. And uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Now more than ever, it is important that you support local, independent wrestling, such as the Renegade Wrestling Alliance, which will be running their next show on Saturday, April 22nd at the Johnson Rec Center, where you will potentially get to see the RWA hype champion in action. If I'm being truthful with both of you, Mm -hmm. I'm still deciding whether or not I even want to defend the title. Oh. However... If we see an increase in ticket sales on www.rwaforever.com, perhaps I will change my mind. We've already sold out of the first row, and we suspect that the next two rows will be selling out within the next few days. Mm. Well, then. But again, just want to emphasize, wrestling goes well beyond what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. It also takes place at your local church basement, at your local Little League, at your local recreation center. And very similar to what you see on AW and WWE, this involves storyline-driven drama, athleticism, and humor all wrapped in one. Mm, absolutely. Yes, the hype is real, people. So you've, you've heard it here first. Uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, uh, Be There or Be Square, our reigning, defending, undisputed hype champion of Renegade Wrestling Alliance, David Morales. Uh, he will accept all challengers um, you want some? Come get some. He's right there. We are right here. Thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Later.